Hello and welcome to Our World. My name is Vincent Shaw and as always bringing you the latest political news and fascinating tales from our past. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute. That I will faithfully execute. The office of President of the United States. Office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability. Will, to the best of my ability. Preserve, protect, and defend. Preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help you God. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. That is the moment this week that Joe Biden became the 46th President of the United States. Um, what I'm going to start this episode with is just some uh, tales regarding um, US presidential inaugurations. Now, in total, there have been 59 inaugurations in the United States. Um, the, the, the difference between um, the number of inaugurations and presidents is, is, is purely down to the fact that some presidents have obviously served more than one term. So there have been 46 presidents now and 59 inaugurations. Um, on top of the official inaugurations, 59, there have been nine extraordinary inaugurations. Now, those nine have not actually been included within the official figure. Um, because the outgoing president failed to complete their term and had to be succeeded, um, what is now traditionally, by the vice president. Uh, the last time this happened was in 1974, when Gerald Ford replaced Richard Nixon as the United States president. Uh, Richard Nixon remains to this day as the only president to have resigned uh, from their position, and this obviously as a result of the Watergate scandal. The other eight occasions in which there have been extraordinary inaugurations have been as a result of a president uh, dying whilst in office. Uh, the most famous or infamous of these, if you will, uh, will be obviously the, the, the first inauguration of Lyndon B. Johnson in 1963 after the assassination of uh, JFK in, in Dallas there that year. There was the first inauguration of Harry S. Truman in 1945 after the death of Franklin D. Roosevelt and of Andrew Johnson in 1865 following the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Now, there's a story that was reported at the time regarding um, Andrew Johnson's inauguration um, is that... After uh, Lincoln was shot, he was lying um, in his bed. He was at the time he, he was wounded, but obviously mostly wounded. Andrew Johnson went into into him to see how Lincoln w was doing. He was immediately faced by Mrs. Lincoln, who was screaming at the top of her voice frantically um, that um, Andrew Johnson be be marched out of the room. She didn't want him to be there, and he was immediately led out of the room and left the, the Lincolns uh, alone. Now, 
uh, Abraham Lincoln um, obviously then uh, died of his wounds. So AIDS had to go out and find Andrew Johnson so they could swear him in immediately as the next president of of the United States. Um, As they went to collect him, they were unable to wake him up. As it turned out, apparently he had just got himself incredibly drunk. He had had passed out. Uh, And when they did eventually um, manage to wake him up, they found he had puffy eyes and apparently mud from the street all all over his body. So they had to call for barbers to go and um, clean him up to make him look presentable for his inauguration ceremony. Um, It's traditional for presidents to, to mark their inauguration with an address to the nation. Now, you... During my research for for this podcast, I, I couldn't find that in the extraordinary um, inaugurations that any of the incoming presidents actually did uh, a speech or, or an address. So it's mainly from the um, the normal, so to speak, uh, inaugurations that you find a speech. Now, the, the shortest address was by George Washington, of all people, the first president of the United States. But this was in his second inauguration in 1793. And this was made at just 135 words. It was an astonishingly short uh, speech to, uh, to make. Uh, the, the longest was by William Henry Harrison in 1841. Now, this made a marathon 8,460 words. And now, this inauguration is actually, so rumour has it, it's supposed to actually contributed to his early death um the time at the time he was being inaugurated it was a it was a bitterly cold day it was about nine degrees um so the stories uh, say um and he elected at the time to not wear a hat overcoat or or gloves despite the, the chilly weather he developed a cold shortly after the ceremony and died on the 4th of april 1841 now, his presidency of 31 days remains to this day the, the shortest presidency in US history. Uh, now, Franklin D. Roosevelt is the only president to have um, been inaugurated four times, having won uh, uh, four elections. His final inauguration was on the 20th of January 1945. Now, prior to Roosevelt um, winning his fourth term, it had become practice for um, presidents in the United States to serve just just two terms. Now, this uh, precedent had been set by George Washington. He only served uh, two terms as president, and every president since then followed his example and didn't serve uh, any more than, than two terms, despite it not actually being written into law. But as uh, Roosevelt won his third and fourth terms, there were concerns that um, a, a president could en- end up um, serving an unlimited um, terms in, in office, becoming a, an almost sort of like elected king um, at, at the time. So the, the main driving force behind the Republic in the United States was their revolution against the uh, monarchy of, of, of Great Britain and the, the the British Empire, so they can't be seen then having an an elected king. So it was in 1951 that the 22nd Amendment was passed, 
which limited the number of terms that a US president may serve uh, down to uh, to two. Um, these terms do not need uh, to be um, consecutive, so a president can win an election, lose his presidency, or her presidency, obviously, in um, the next election, but then run again in four years' time. That That is something that many people believe in uh, President Trump may wish to do um, in, in four years' time, should the um, attempts to impeach him fail in, in the US Senate, Senate in the next uh, few weeks. Um, obviously, should the attempt be successful, he will be barred from uh, serving any sort of public office in the United States, so won't be able to get his uh, second term in, in office. So that's some some tales about um the um inauguration of of U.S. presidents. Um, it's a something it was very much told down this year that n- there were no spectators were allowed to to line uh, the streets to watch him walk up to um to receive his inauguration. Um, they were replaced by a flag, so it was still quite um an impressive sight when you saw the thousands of flags that had been uh, laid down. Um, on on the streets, in, as he as he did his his, his speech, uh, the in, invited attendees were clearly all, all socially distanced. But it's a very important moment uh, for for the US, the inauguration of uh, a new president. It's it's the triumph of 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 democracy. It's it's the near. Although I've, I've just mentioned a, a couple of minutes ago that they. It's all about showing the triumph of, of the republic over monarchy. It is the closest they're going to get to uh, a monarchy. So it's very important. It's deeply ingrained within that this must go through uh, uh, smoothly. And it was pleasing to see, despite the, the fears in the um, days leading up to uh, the, um, President Biden's inauguration, there were fears of, of unrest. Uh, to, uh, after the uh, Capitol Hill uh, riots of a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so they had to put more soldiers in Washington than were actually present in Iraq and Afghanistan combined. So it was pleasing to see it um, go off smoothly without any sort of hitch or, or, or problems. It, it was marvellous to see and hopefully the United States can move on now. They can start to, to unite. It's going to be a long, hard road for, for them. They've had four years of divisive rhetoric. Um, it was notable from President Biden's speech that he was looking to unify the, the nation again. You had speeches from actors such as Tom Hanks to Colin, to, they need to be united again. There's um, interventions by previous presidents as well, President Clinton, um George W. Bush and President Obama are pleading for the nation to uh, unite and come together uh, again. So uh, fingers crossed for the United States that President Biden will, will do this. The world does need a strong United States. Democracies do need a strong United States. Without uh, America leading, you get the other nations that are looking to take, take over. Um, dictatorships, so-called strong leaders of nations in uh, such as China, Russia, will go into that vacuum. Would go into that vacuum that that is created if America leaves the stage. 
So the world does need America to be at the forefront, particularly in this dangerous times with, with COVID still running uh, rampant around the globe. Um, it was mentioned this this week by Boris Johnson that the UK variant of COVID is now 30% more deadly than the original uh, variant. Now, I've been reading this morning that some scientists have actually said that it, it's too early to send the time to play down this this fear. Um, so it's, it's too early uh, to say that it's um, it is this this deadly. I mean, and but I I have to say it actually makes a change. The Prime Minister Boris Johnson taking this seriously for once. Um. At the beginning of the pandemic, you you will recall that he said he was still shaking hands with patients in in hospital. You could still go and see your family, and there was more focus on the bunga bob for the big Ben bong campaign to get big Ben striking its bongs when the United Kingdom left the EU. There's more focus on that than fighting a pandemic that was about to reach our shores. So, you may criticise Boris Johnson for saying you know he is um, scaremongering a little bit, possibly, but at least now he's actually that's not he's taking it serious at the very least. And finally, you know, we're only a year into the pandemic, and the the death figures are now at. 95,981 total number of cases 3,583,907 so I mean, it's, it's taken him that long to get here but uh, at least he's finally doing it I suppose we can say that um, we're going to have some good news though um, vaccine doses given um, the f- latest figures that I've got here are 5,383,103 so we're getting something right uh, and we should be proud of the work that's been done by our NHS and, and everybody involved in getting this vaccine rolled out to people. We we should be proud of, of the work that's been done there. Um, that does not uh, mean that we should not criticise the, the government when it is necessary. 95,981 deaths is a horrific figure by any stretch of the imagination. If you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, they said um, if we got to 20,000 deaths, it would be a good figure. Uh, 95,981 is horrific. Um, the R8 is, is falling. This uh, lockdown is clearly working. Um, hopefully this will carry on over the next uh, few weeks. It, it does look like there was um, some stories I was reading that the, the schools... Uh, will remain closed until half term and they will give schools two weeks notice before opening it up again. So, in my opinion, uh, we will not be looking at schools opening now until March at the very earliest. Uh, I just feel sorry for, for the, the children who are involved. Um, they do miss their, their mates, but we have to uh, keep safe. So it is totally understandable that, that schools are clothes or teachers are, again are still working we mustn't forget that don't let anybody tell you that the teachers are, are not working that's palpably untrue teachers are still in school 
and they're still setting lessons, they're still marking work, they're still liaising with, with kids. The kids are both in, who are in school because they are their uh, parents are, are key workers and also the kids who, who are homeschooling they're still getting in touch with the kids at home and still uh, presenting work uh, for them so don't let anybody say to you that teachers are not working um that is it's basically a lie in in a nutshell so i'm just going to come to the the end of of uh, this week's podcast now it's been a shorter one than, than usual um with um vin thinks and I'm going to have a quick. Might just share my thoughts on what's uh, on the, this week's main uh, main stories. And we we have obviously the, the inauguration of Joe Biden as the forty uh, sixth president of the United States. Uh, you you could sense the palpable relief, um, almost around the uh, the globe when he became. Um, president, there's there's a chance now that that nation must grip with both hands to move on. The uh, the experiment with Trumpism has has failed. Uh, populism uh, ha- has failed. You cannot you cannot run countries based on and I'll. I'll going over this I know that I'll repeat this in more podcasts in, in future you cannot run nations based on populist agendas it isn't an uh, a thought through ideology you, you an example of of um, populism is that if you get a um, someone say well why, why can't I do such and such a thing but why, why can't I um, I want to build a house out of out of mud is a very base thing about what populism is because you can stack mud up on top of some maybe like a mud wall mud hut and in you know in the pre-stock areas people and in the middle East, people build houses out of mud so why can't i build a mud hut i want to build and and that is what populism is because then you get a, a, a politician a populist politician will come and say well, yes you can build a house out of mud if you want i you, it's your right to do so don't let anybody tell you you can't do that all the experts will say, well, no, it won't stand up to the elements. It, it will fall down. You need to have proper structure, proper foundations. It won't meet health and safety requirements. Um, in, in the, it won't keep you warm in, in winter. It's just that we've got bricks now. We, you know, we've got modern technology that can build secure homes and houses. And the populist politicians will say, oh, don't listen to the expert. You can do what you want. That is what populism is. And it's a dangerous bizarre ideology to have it has no thought of meaning and it has failed it will continue to fail because you need to have serious politicians in in charge and in my opinion populist politicians are not serious and and should not be taken seriously oh in fact no should be taken seriously i'm going to go backtrack on that i'm thinking i've been thinks thinking as we go along populist politicians should be taken seriously because they must be counted with facts it is dangerous to let them go on with themselves and just let them ride off. You, you must always counter them with, with facts. So, with Biden now as the next United States president, we can hope for 
certainly a more thoughtful presidency. All his speeches I've seen so far, there's been very little tub thumping. You you see a lot of this with with Donald Trump. You find a lot of tub thumping. That's almost like he was winging it half the time. He was just just going off in all kinds of strange directions. He he cannot be reading that from a script. He's treated almost like like a stand up routine half the time. Um, Joe Biden would be a lot more thoughtful. Um, and he's already pledged to try to bring the United States. It's going to be it's, it's going to take a lot of work for him to do it, but fingers crossed, he will be able to uh, to do that. And let's hope uh, our government actually follows his lead and becomes a little bit more thoughtful and um, tries to avoid this move away from this populist path that they've followed for the past few years. So that's the the end of uh, this week's podcast. Thank you very much uh, for listening. As always, if you have anything um, you'd like to discuss about this podcast or if you want anything you want me to raise in future podcasts, you can tweet me at HistoryShawV using the hashtag OurWorld. Thank you very, very much for listening again. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, stay safe um, and I'll see you all, all, all next week. Goodbye.